0: is hitting a pedestrian who jumps out of the way just in time now the driver can add a tempted battery to the charger the driver turns right hits the parking lot of a drive-in movie
1: theater at this point the dinosaur in the back seat opens his
0: head up to the roof and the driver puts two small children On top of it, now it's not only endangering his own life, but their lives as well. The driver totals the car and makes a run for it, but the pursuing officers
1: are prepared. Running from the cops, yabba dabba don't. (laughs) Yeah Christ, man. Oh, what's up, you guys? Um, Have you all lost your mind yet in this lockdown situation? Because I'm physically feeling my brain like slowly deteriorate. Uh, I gotta vape. Hold on one sec. Holy shit. Oh my god! So hey, what's up, you guys? So <laughs> I don't know what the f- I'm fuck, dude. I'm losing my fucking mind. I'm in my bedroom finally. I, uh, I ordered a desk and and built the thing. I know, amazing, right? I'm. <laughs> I don't know. So now I have my, I have somewhat of a studio set up in my weird sober living room that's pretty much right next to the freeway. And uh, dude, I thought with like the lockdown and the stay at home order, I'd be like, oh, I can get all this work done. I can be all productive. But my bed is right here and it calls to me all the time and napping and endless scrolling on my phone it, it it's really been <clears throat> it's been a challenge staying on top of my shit i would i would have thought i would have anticipated like oh cool you have all this free time you can get all this shit done but no it's so easy to be a lazy fuck and eat a bunch of snacks and just ugh, be a fucking sloth. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. How, how are you guys doing out there? Are you guys also um, going crazy? I, from people in my house and people I've talked to online, people are just not, <laughs> we're not handling it that well. And uh, it's fucking, you know, some days I'm, are better than others, but sometimes it's fucking scary. You're just bombarded with news media, scaring the shit out of everybody about like, oh, this can last so long, and this can last fucking way longer than we thought. And it's just like, okay, well, excuse me, leaders of the world, can we get some kind of, you know, uh, answers about what the fuck's going on? But no, everyone's just running around with their thumb up their ass and just... (sighs) I hear so much conflicting information, I'm just so over it, but, um, anyway, uh, what's going on in my world? Well, biggest thing is, uh, yesterday I completed the entire 12-month program at, um, my rehab facility, um, I thank you, thank you, yes, thank you, I... Uh, It went by quicker than I thought and uh, the shit is, is different because, you know, before, I'm in this program and all this structure and all these rules are enforced and you're basically required to do step work and recovery work and that's, you know, if you don't, you get in trouble. So, you know, with this tall order of like, I need to stay here, I need to get my shit together, I can't afford to get kicked out. It's like all that pressure was like a healthy motivator for me to like do what I needed to do and be in a, a state of action and, and actively participating in what recovery or whatever. And now, I'm over here at Sober Living, and now the discipline and everything is all, the weight of that's entirely on my shoulders. So there's days where I just want to not do any of that and then there's days and, and when I don't I, I feel the brunt of it you know so and then what a weird time to get clean it's like as soon as I'm getting done with this program the whole world is fucking collapsing around me our society is just fucking taking a nosedive so uh eh. It's very weird. We're living in weird times. Probably the weirdest, most bizarre, most chaotic, most insane times we could experience in our lifetime. And I get out of rehab to a world that's just collapsing around me. Like I had a job and you know going to school and had all the structure, and now it all that is just like just fucking demolished. So it's just weird. And, like, my using dreams have come back in the most serious of ways. Like, I have using dreams, or what I like to call free lapses, uh, all the fucking time. And they're bizarre as fuck. Like, just the other day, I had this dream that I'm in the backseat of my mom's car, and she's driving me somewhere, and I'm trying to do a cotton rinse, or I'm trying to rinse a cotton and draw it up in a syringe in my dream, obviously. This didn't really happen, but then it's like, I'm trying to like get away with it without her seeing and she's on her cell phone and I'm trying to drop a cotton rinse and <laughs> it was so bizarre. Or I'll dream I'm in my sober living walking around with a loaded rig and trying to find a safe room to like do a shot. And, you know, there's like, what, like 20 people in this house. So I'm like trying to find a safe place to do it. And then I get into some little hidden compartment room. And I'm trying to dig around my arm with a fucking needle that's like three inches long and not registering. And then right when I see a little blood squirt of registration, I wake up. It, it's, it pisses me off to no ends that I have these dreams. Or, fuck, I had a dream I was like trying to smoke meth with some guy and our dealer shot my friend in the face and then he hands me more drugs and I'm smoking meth with some fucking psychopath. Like It's like, how twisted and dark and fucked up is my mind for me to produce these dreams while I'm asleep? You know, it's fucking bizarre. But anyway, yes, I, I think, yeah, today I got exactly one year of clean time, so, you know, thank you, thank you very much, thank you, it's, uh, it's weird having a year of clean time, I'm so used to being, like, smoking weed or doing Kratom or not really having complete sobriety, and now, um, it's bizarre to look back on where I was last year and how strung out I was, you know, um, and going in and out of relapse and overdose, and and now I'm like, it, I don't know, it's weird. Like, you would think after a year of sobriety, I would, well, I am in a better place, let's not say that, but I, I you know, it, I thought, oh yeah, people who have a year of sobriety have their whole shit together, and uh, I, I have more of my shit together, don't get me wrong, but... I have a. I realize now that I have a like, year clean time. I have so much more of a road ahead of me. It's not like you're magically like perfect and your problems are solved. It's like no. Now you have to really, you know, deal with. I hate saying this, but life on life's terms. You know, and uh, it, there's some days are hard and some days are are, are better and some days are worse. But I just have to go day by day and take life's challenges as they come along. You know, it's, there's always going to be some bullshit we're going to have to deal with. And I'm so used to running away as far away from my problems as possible um, that it's very new and foreign territory for me to, like, be on top of my shit and take care of things. And I've never gone through a day taking care of everything I wanted to because I I always have this list of goals, like I need to get all this shit done and I usually fall short 99% of the time I I get as much as I can physically get done or emotionally or mentally get done for that day and there's always shit I need to take care of tomorrow so it just never fucking ends, you know Um, it's it's different. It's so different being a more productive member of society and, uh, you know, working full time, it it was a big, it was a big benefactor for me feeling self-sufficient and getting out of my head and, 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 you know, making money. I mean, I've saved up a good amount of money, but it's like now that that's all cut off and, you know, they're, strictly enforcing us to stay at home it's just like it feels it feels weird it's almost it feels like being a junkie without getting high if that makes sense it's like because when i was loaded i would barricade myself in my room for days at a time and now the government wants me to do that but i'm not strung out so it just feels so weird and it's so easy for me to get stuck in my head it feels so much easier for me to isolate like I, you know, I am been horrible at responding to people on email or messages. It's been, and, and part of me is like wondering why that is, but a part of me is like, it's just so easy to just fucking just cut myself off from, from people and zone out on something. And, you know, whether that's Netflix or, or this or that, um, and distract myself from human interaction, which, I mean, is, is definitely not a healthy way to cope with what's going on, but I find myself acting out in different ways um, to have some kind of form of escapism or dissociation, um, just to get away from everything that's going on. Because, I am i mean, I I can only take so much news about all this bullshit going on before I just tune out and tap out and I'm like, I can't listen to this shit anymore. So, anyway, uh, I just want to say I hope all of you are doing well. I have been hit up by a lot of people that want to come on the podcast and I'm finally going to get around to getting those kind of, uh, guests, uh, on the podcast, uh, just been so lazy and unproductive about that, but I'm going to be doing that. I'm trying to get a bunch of old episodes out while I'm like, I'm basically going to school full time because, you know, my job had laid me off for the purpose of getting unemployment until this is all over and then getting hired back. Um, So then I'm dealing with that, filling out forms for grants and financial aid, and and this and that. So I, I, at this point, I'm just doing school full time. I have some music projects I've been working on. I've been just trying at any means possible to be productive and and stimulated. You know, I'm actually trying to exercise for once in my fucking life because, um, like with like. I used to be so physically active and now that you know I'm not we're not allowed to leave the house for unless it's essential (laughs) like I can feel my brain just like (laughs) just fucking rotting so now I'm trying to do anything and everything to like like keep my sanity about me um but today you know I i I, I, my apology squadron I have come unprepared and uh so with that I'm I'm going to throw I'm going to dig deep into the vaults and find or play for you an old recording like years old of me and my old co-host Ryan talking about, you know, jail uh, stories. So, you know, my apologies you guys. I'm not on my A game at all and adjusting to this Weird new world that's going on that's constantly changing and so different from what we're accustomed to. It's affected. I think it's affected all of us, but for me, it. it I definitely see myself reacting to it in in ways that I need to correct and better myself. So, um, I just hope all of you are out there are doing well. I hope you guys have enough food and toilet paper, and I hope that you're healthy and, um, you know handling this situation the best you can. Um, I can, you know, just from the interactions I've had with people, some days people are stressed the fuck out, and I can definitely relate. There's days I'm just like, what the fuck is going on out there, and what the fuck am I going to do about it? So, um, yeah, with that, uh, I don't know, man. (laughs) It's, It's fucking insane. But, yeah, I... You know, I wanted to get some sort of episode out for you guys. So I I looked through our old files and I found a a pretty decent one back during simpler times, you know. So with that, uh, I'm going to get out of here. You know, uh, I definitely (laughs) am hoping next week I will be in a better mental state and uh have some better news for you it's just fucking boring dude like this shit is boring and there's only so much fucking documentaries on netflix there's only so much porn you could watch there's only so much naps you can take before you're like okay this sucks like too much relaxation like you know they say all work and no play makes uncle a dull boy but all rest and no like activity like beyond what we've been doing the last four weeks or more it's just like dude that can drive someone fucking nuts so um, anyway I love you guys you know uh, you know the deal uh, like our social medias reach out to me and uh, I'll talk to you guys later so be safe you know be strong through all this and as always peace love and all the above Christ, I guess Jesus has nothing to do with this. Leave him out of it. You know, when I was in jail, um, who was that dude who was in jail? Who uh, is at your sober living home now? Uh, the older guy. What's John? John. I would, I would be like Jesus, fucking Christ, and he would be like, he pulled, pull me aside in jail and be like, you know, every time you use the Lord's name in vain, every time you say Jesus' name, he. Arrives and he's like, what's up, man? What do you need? And if you use the Lord's name in vain like that, it's like the boy who cried wolf. He's just going to keep coming and be like, what do you want? And if you're just, you know, wasting his name when you're calling out for him, he's going to stop showing up and answering your prayers. So you really can't say stuff like that. And I was Was like... Was he
0: being serious?
1: Yeah, dead serious. And I was like... I was just in jail, and I was just like, I didn't really want to argue with anyone, so I was like, oh, yeah, you know you're right, man. You're right, bro. What a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, and get this. When I was getting released, <laughs> everybody in jail, literally everybody was like, dude, you're getting out? Like, And John, he came up to me, and he's like, here, I'm going to write down my my fiance's number and this is where she works and this is her address. I need you to go to her house and see if she's okay and I need you to tell her to show up to court (laughs) and drop the charges against me and and not testify (laughs) because I need to get out of here and call my son and then everyone else is like, hey dude, like that other that other dude I forget I forgot a lot of people's names in jail but he's like here call my brother and tell him to put money in my books or I'm going to fuck him up and then another guy's like hey you know can you print out some pictures on Instagram and mail them to me in jail like everyone's asking me for what? favors everybody's like, you're getting out? I need
0: you to do this on the outs. I need you to do that on the outs. See, that's funny, because everybody in jail, when I got out, they figured I was going to go right back to using, so they, they knew I wasn't going to be responsible well, when, enough to... When you got released, everyone was asleep still, also. But
1: I got back from court at, like, 12, and everyone's up, out up and, like, about, and they're, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting released, and everyone's like, you got to do this for me when you get out. And I yeah, still have...
0: That was a mistake, telling people...
1: Yeah, I have a lit. I had somewhere in my pile of papers, I have a list of numbers of people <laughs> who are like, "I need you to go, you know, fucking slap, slap my brother." I need you to call my slap my, my brother, fuck my sister, yeah, hug my call, mom, call my ex wife, and cause I, I got because I, I'm gonna be stuck in here for like John was convinced he was never getting out, you know. Yeah, and he's like, "You got to see if she's okay, and you got to do this, and you got to do that." And I, I I'm just, pretty sure
0: John is still convinced that he's still in jail. I see him every day <laughs> and his hair is all fucked up. He looks like he just woke up out of bed at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And his attitude is horrible. Is it? His outlook on life is totally bleak and worthless. <laughs> and anything he has to ever share with me, I instantly regret being able to hear him talk as soon like, as i hear it he'll I'm be like, talking why to why you my ears work? he'll be talking to you
1: and you'll be like thinking how do i do i just walk away that's rude like what excuse can i come up with to get out of listening to this bullshit but no matter what excuse you give him none is good enough he has to finish he'll what he's saying tug on your arm and be like pull you in and be like no you're gonna listen to me yep yeah um Jail. Vampire. Jail. Complete vampire. Jail's fucking weird, dude. I don't like the. F- Actually, you know what? The food in jail here in San Luis Obispo is way better than the food at LA County Jail. I will say that. But both jails, it's a bologna sandwich for lunch or a peanut butter sandwich. But at least you got hot meals for breakfast here. Here, yeah. LA, it's like cereal or two hard boiled eggs. And a peanut butter sandwich. Like The only hot meal you get in jail is dinner, and it's pretty fucking horrible. And the only way I was able to get out of um, eating that shit is uh, doing 5th floor cleanup at, at Twin Towers in L.A. County because if you do fifth floor cleanup, they give you what's called IDRs, like inmate dining rations or something like or It's either called ODRs or IDRs, and that is like the better quality food. But I did fifth floor cleanup, and um, that is the floor. I was in a trustee dorm, and fifth floor, uh, the fifth floor on the other tower was full of like the really crazy people. Like they're beta testing psych meds on them, and it's like more maximum security, like in the trusty dorm. It's like an open dorm with bunks everywhere. They you really can walk... do that.
0: They beta test medications on. Yeah. Inmates. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Well, the crazy ones especially. And and see, in my dorm is is a trusty dorm, so it's just like a it's like an open dorm, and it's a bunch of bunks everywhere, and people walk around freely, and and you know you know interact with each other. But on fifth floor where I would work for my trustee job, it's like those little single two-bed cells and they only let them out maybe once to shower, maybe once to go to the spider tables and make a phone call and they're like handcuffed to something and they're all and it, it people would go in fifth floor and they'd be totally normal, and then two months later, you'd see them, and they'd just be fucking crazy. Wow. So I would be cleaning, and when they took them, th- those people out to, like, go to court or to see, like, the nurse or someone, I would go and clean up their cell. And I saw the wickedest, weirdest shit. Like, I I remember one cell, one dude's cell, it was, com- he would write on his walls with human shit. Like, literally, every inch of the wall in his cell. I'd look in, and the little, like, thin piece of, like, glass on the door, and it just covered with shit drawings. Like, mostly wow. just words. Shit everywhere. And uh, I was like, man, when they let this guy out of his cell, we're gonna have to clean this up. And I don't want to be... To have any part of that. To any part of that. I've never handled more human shit in my entire life than when I was doing Fifth floor Cleanup. Like, Ugh. people would shit in the shower, and it would be like a turd like, the size of a fucking raccoon. And I'm like, how did this come out of your ass? Like, and we'd have to get in these, like, Devo, Tyvex, like, suits. And, like, just no handle shit. No fucking
0: way, man.
1: Yeah. And luckily, like, the day that that dude got out of that cell, I was, I guess you could call in sick for your trustee job. Like, you know, the correction officer that, like, is kind of your trustee boss and, like, tells you what to do and for work. He I told him, like, look, I'm feeling sick. I can't do my trustee job today, and he'd be like, okay, if you called in sick too many times, you'd get rolled out to Wayside. And Wayside is, like, a different jail that's way crazier. Like, you people... I heard some crazy stories about people, like, getting smashed the fuck out in Wayside, so you didn't want to call in sick too much, but the day I called in sick and I... and. If you call in sick and you get someone like another trustee inmate to like be like, "Hey, want to cover my shift?" Then you're usually good. So I got someone to cover my shift, and the day I called in sick is the day we had that they had to clean up the shit cell. <laughs> But dude, I saw crazy shit on fifth floor. Like The guy
0: didn't smash you out for having you, for covering your shift and having to clean up your well, shit?
1: Well, neither one, no one knew that that was happening. And oh, jeez. Yeah, luckily I did not get smashed out for having the guy who covered for me clean it. I'm sure he bade some of the other trustees, like, they. I think they had to get a pressure washer and literally oh. pressure wash the shit off the wall. And it was, like, literally every inch of the fucking wall he had, like, written with a turd. Like, wow. Yeah And um, I saw crazy shit on the 5th floor Like I remember one dude Was eating his own shit Literally eating his own shit And, and the other trustees are like Come here look at this This guy's eating his own shit And I'm like dude I'm not I didn't walk up to watch this guy eat his shit You can't unsee something like that No no It was, it was bad I remember one time um, One of the inmates clogged his toilet with shit and uh, Anytime there was something shitty In a cell <laughs> I would just walk away And look for any excuse To like not handle shit I mean there was a few times I had to
0: That's how you need to treat touch Your drug shit. addiction Your drug addiction is shit Okay <laughs> Heroin is shit Just and walk away That you don't want to touch But there's shit That you
1: do want to touch Well heroin is like shit But you want to touch it Cause you know Addicts love heroin So it, Just wallowing in shit Yeah um, no 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 so we are digressing we are right. way off topic clogged clogged toilet and the the you know how in um, in jail there's usually ra- segregated races the whites or woods hang out in one spot yes the it, other races hang are, and each race has a what's called a rep and the rep is like the shot caller of that race and then they have a right and every rep has a right and left hand man right and uh, my rep, my rep's right-hand man was this kid named Chris, and he was, like, a juggalo. And, and I mean, anyone who doesn't know, juggalo is, like, a fan of... I see. <laughs> Insane Clown Posse. So, And he was, like, a rapper and stuff, but he was actually really for... He was pretty cool for, you know... I don't know many juggalos, but he was pretty cool, and he was like, yeah. He's like, come work with me on Fifth Floor Cleanup um, because you get IDRs and... Uh, all the inmates there have massive amounts of pills, like a lot of pills. So I would go in there and I would smuggle back. I had the huge pill collection. I had like, I would I got my hands on Percocets, no Xanax, way. Xanax, booze bars, uh, a, a shit ton of Saraquils, And I had a lot of money on my books. So I'd go in there and the people on the fifth floor, you know, when you can order store, the trustees get the best selection of store. But the people on fifth floor, they don't aren't allowed a lot of the store that you are ha, that you are allowed to, to purchase. So I would go in there and bring I'd bring bags of coffee and I would sneak it under the, the doors and just they'd slide me Sarah Quills and I'd feed my the rep of uh, the woods like Sarah Quills and he'd get you know and trade and uh, I there's this one uh, dude with dreads in fifth floor and he had something called depicotes. Which are, like, this crazy mood stabilizer, and he had, um, I think, somas, or muscle relaxers, and he, every time he got him, he'd, he'd, he would sl- he would just throw them under the fucking uh, door, and it'd hit my feet, and I'd just pick it up and walk away. And the guards are watching us, so I have to, like, do it without the guard seeing me. Yeah. And uh, so I'm paranoid, and I'm, like, popping pills, and... Um, the guards
0: must know that this stuff is going I'm, on, they just don't... I, I guess,
1: but you still have to be low key about it. Cause you, and I'd be right. flying people kites. Like one guy'd be like, "Here, give this newspaper. Fly a kite to this other guy." And I, you know, that's what trustees do. You know, they fucking do shit for the peop- inmates who can't get out. And um, so I was just bringing. I had such a huge collection of pills and drugs in when I and I'd smuggle them back. And the way you'd they would search you out like uh, every time I'd leave at the end of the day the correction officer would take us to like, the basketball courts and we'd have to strip down our, our clothes and they would you know, make sure we didn't smuggle anything back to our, our dorm and um, I got another trustee to get he, he worked in uh, the hole he, he would deliver lunches for people in the hole and he got his hands on some tape and he wrapped this tape around a bookmark and brought it back to our, our dorm and I would, uh, and I gave him like some soups or something for this tape. So what I would do is I'd take a little piece of tape and tape it on the inside of the crotch of my uniform, of the pants of my uniform. And then I would take the pills and I'd, I would, I we'd have these like latex gloves to handle shit or whatever. And um, <laughs> I would like stick the pills in like one of the fingers of the glove tear it off and tie it in a knot and then i would tape it into the crotch inside of my pants because they would when they stripped you out you'd take your your pants and you'd have to shake them upside down so if there was anything there it would fall out but it was taped so my pills wouldn't fall out you know and sometimes before i had that tape i had to cheek just cheek my those those pills which is like it's not putting it in your butt but it's sticking it in the Your crack, and it's called just cheeking it. Yeah. And I, yeah, and because I'm like, dude, I'm stuck in here, and I was just using, I was fucking popping mad pills. So I digress. So there's a cell, and this toilet's clogged, and um, me and Chris, the juggalo, are like, yeah, we're not cleaning that up. And this other dude from another race is like, he's like, I'll do it. He's just so, like, happy-go-lucky about being in jail. I didn't get it. And he's like... Unclogging the toilet and it's not working. And um, <laughs> and one of the correction officers was this chick, and she was so, like, such a hard ass. She was so mad, like, all the time. I remember once um, we would have had access to this boombox, and like, in each like max, se- like max security dorm, there's like a little door with the water heater, and there's a-, a electrical outlet in there, and so we'd plug the fucking boombox in there and blast music while we're cleaning the dorms and play the radio and i remember once we were listening to some hip hop station and easy e came on uh-huh and she got and all and like you know in in max or in fifth floor there's like ms13 members who have ms13 like tatted on their forehead and they they loved us cuz when we roll through we we're playing music for them Yeah, you know so easy e's just blaring in the cell and she comes in and she's like easy e easy fucking e who the fuck is playing EZE e And she was just such a uh, fucking cunt. But anyway, she's sitting there watching us unclog this toilet. And me and Chris are like, you know, joking around, like making fake gag noises. Like, oh, look at that turd. Like, Ugh! Uh! And she got a whiff of this shit. And she was like, trustee. Trusty, uh, uh, and like really gagging and almost throwing up because we're she's smelling the shit and we're making gag noises she's like "Trusty, don't don't make that noise Uh, she she ran out of the room dry heaving and it was just so funny but fuck man oh my god i saw some shit in there like i i've never literally i've never seen more human shit in my entire life ever like it one guy was smearing human shit on his face and it was like a mud mask and he was, it was, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and he would be like, what, eh? Fuck you, eh? And, um, but, oh, yeah, we, um, one dude, I, he left, I, and uh, one dude, like, he left for court and I looked and he had, like, one of those little water cups and it was full of, like, Benadryl's and, uh, and it was my rep's birthday, so we're fucking going to make spread and fucking, you know, party it up. Someone smuggled in weed, and I made, and I, I, I fucking jacked these Benadryls, and we made, um, like, jailhouse lean, where you undo the capsules of Benadryls and just empty it in a fucking soda bottle. You, uh... Mix some high C or something in there and add water, and we're just sipping on this like jailhouse lean getting fucked up. We would, uh, we smuggled in a lighter, um, because before we'd have to pop a socket, you know? Yeah. And anyone doesn't know, if you're able to get your hands on a socket, you can, um, the way you pop a socket to like, like cigarettes or, or anything is you need to, um, you need to get like two pieces of metal and, you, you kind of jam or like a paper clip or something and you jam it in each like slot of the socket and then you get um a tulip uh, which is like a piece of toilet paper like just twisted up and then at the end of the tulip you you break out some lead from a pencil and you stroke each end of the the metal that's hanging out of the sockets with the with the lead and it creates a spark and then it it catches the tulip on fire and then you can light your cigarette Oh my gosh. So we would be in like the the basketball court and like we'd be sneaking cigarettes and stuff and when you work on Fifth Floor Cleanup they give you all these fucking chemicals that is like to clean the cell. There's one chemical that like kills AIDS and Hep C and um, it's just fucking gnarly and then there's like other spray bottles and one was called uh, Tropical Fresh which is like this enzyme. <laughs> yeah. it's And it's uh, Tropical Fresh. Oh, I love Tropical Fresh because it's it smelled nice and good. And it's like an enzyme that eats away at, like, bad smells. And there's a lot of shit in the cells. So I would spray Tropical Fresh everywhere to cover up the shit smell. And the cops would always stock up on that because they don't want to smell shit. Right. But what was good about Tropical Fresh was that it would cover up the smell of us smoking. So... Oh. I would, like, get a soda bottle, and I'd pour Tropical Fresh in it, and twist it off, and I'd be like, oh, this is just a soda I'm carrying back, and then I'd take a spray nozzle, and I'd tape it on the inside of my pants, and sneak, and I'd smuggle a spray nozzle. What kind of tape was this that you could tape to It's fabric? like blue electrical tape or oh, something. okay, so it, it would it help It held pretty well. And um, so I'd, I'd smuggle in a soda bottle full of Tropical and Fresh.
0: They, the, the, the guards didn't think to look inside the pants they just they, they left it to were you guys they were pretty
1: lazy about searching us I mean sometimes we'd get a different CA and he would search us better like oh you know spread your butt cheeks and cough and stuff but most of the time they didn't even make us take off our boxers yeah I can only and imagine they never... being
0: a guard and seeing uh, how many guys could you possibly stand to watch like spread their butt cheeks and cough before you just got tired of doing it? exactly
1: that? they're just Did... like they don't they mean they they're doing their job but they don't really care I mean, if they got caught, if they, if we got caught with shit, they, it would come back on them, but they would just, they're, they're like, whatever. They're just like, this is a they're job. Cops. Yeah. Yeah. So I would smuggle Tropical Fresh in a soda bottle and a spray nozzle back into our dorm. And then, you know, after the like last count of the day, like cops would, you know how the cops every like half hour or hour, they do a walk and they just walk through the dorm and check in on everything. And there's doors connecting each there's doors that connect each, uh, dorm. Cause it's like twin towers is like an octagon and on the outer perimeter of the octagon are each dorm and they could walk through the doors and get to the other dorm and just do a walk every 30 minutes. So we'd wait and be like, yeah, we're going to smoke cigarettes or weed, uh, after they do a walk. Cause then we have an hour to cover up the smell and they would do their walk and they'd walk through. And then as soon as that door closed, we'd run into the showers, get a lighter, or we'd have someone, uh, the other dorm next door had a lighter, and they would like light a tulip and shove it under the door, and we'd have a flame, and we'd light our cigarettes or our our weed that we'd wrap up with like
0: Buy Bible pages, yeah. yeah. And some
1: people would get pissed, like that's the word of God, man. You can't smoke the word of God, and I'm like, well, I'm smoking weed, so sorry. And we'd smoke, and we'd you know smoke in the shower, and it would reek. But then I would I would smuggle in Tropical Fresh, and we'd spray it everywhere, and um, yeah, so. Then it would cover it up, but I would be paranoid as fuck, because, yeah... Or, or they would get baby powder and, like, put it in their hand and, like, slap it, and it would... And it kind of covered up the smell, but usually yeah, an hour later, it would go away. So, but, yeah, we need to do a whole podcast about jail, because that's just a little bit... I remember one time on Fifth Floor, I went, and this dude was like, Yo, yo, come, on, come over here, man. Come over here. And I, I walked up, and he had a... Someone gave him a pencil... And on his wall, he drew this on this giant wall. He drew this giant portrait. And what's on the wall is a, a stripper pole and a big ass, like, life sized chick with titties, like, stripping on the stripper pole. And oh, he was wow. like, I was like, yeah, look at that. Fuck yeah. And he's like, he's like, nah, man, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. It's all about this over here. And he drew, like, a little table. And it's f- uh, and this is a drawing on the wall. There's a table and there's a stack of, like, money. He drew and, like, weed and, like, cigars. He's like, it's all about this, man. He's like, fuck that bitch. He's like, it's all about this paper right here. And oh. I was like, this guy is fucking... He's, he's making, on to something. He's making good time. He's making good use of his time, like... <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of human shit in jail. Um, and Fifth Floor Cleanup was just... It was raunchy, man.
0: That like, is quite... Uh... That was quite a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I wasn't even supposed to go that deep. Well, I mean, if we're already on the topic of all this, we might as well just continue it on this topic. On jail? Yeah, might as well. Okay, let's just, let's just stick to jail. Okay, jail stories. My first jail experience, uh, my very first one, was when I got my first DUI back when I was... Okay, so this, this deserves this explaining. Oh, yeah, this is where it gets interesting. I was almost 21. I was literally, mm, I don't know, about five hours away from being 21. Wow. And my birthday is right before Halloween, October 26th. And so uh, I usually celebrate my birthday Halloween style. You know, yeah. you get dressed up, go to a costume party. This year, I had put on full face paint and looked like one of the not members Not Juggalo. From Kiss. Not Juggalo. No, more like Kiss. <laughs> okay. I wasn't trying to look like one of the members from Kiss. I was trying to do like a zombie, and it didn't work out, so <laughs> I just went with like a, you know, crazy rock star look. And my girlfriend at the time had, had just found a party for us to go to, and we, we go to this party. Turns out to be super lame. Well, I had about... I don't know, maybe a beer, maybe two beers, but I think I only drank one beer, and this is still, you know, not quite my birthday yet. Oh. It was October 25th. Okay. And so we leave this party super early. It was only like eight or nine o'clock at night, and I'm driving home, and my girlfriend was dressed up like uh, like a road, uh, what'd she, a groupie. groupie. <laughs> okay. And so she had fishnets on. She had this super short zebra print nice. skirt. Nice. Her ass was hanging out, and right. I couldn't wait to get her back to my place. Yeah. I just wanted to get down and dirty with we her. I wanted to get down to the dickin. So we're about 15 miles from my house, and so I'm taking the freeway. What, getting- what town is this in? Riverside. This oh, is down okay. south. when
1: you were down south. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: So I'm getting on the freeway, and uh, I'm, I'm merging, and I didn't know this, but I, I thought that all white lines are you know, you can drive over them on the road. I didn't know that you, you have to wait for that line to be broken before yeah. you can legally, uh, you know, cross over it. Okay, lane change. Yeah. So, yeah, when I was merging onto the freeway, I didn't, I didn't go all the way to the end of the merging lane. I merged the moment the ramp came up and was, you know, level with the freeway. I just cut over, like, two solid white lines. There was an undercover CHP officer driving... Oh, right behind me. God. And I didn't notice him because it was one of those all white CHP cars yeah, where they unmarked. don't have the light yeah, unmarked and <laughs> if if you look closely at their door panels, you can see a logo, but that's only if it's like middle of the day. Yeah. And I wasn't even looking in my rearview mirror. And I was doing about 80 miles an hour uh, you know, in a 65. So, I'm driving and all of a sudden I see these lights behind me. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, not tripping. I had some you weed you, in the glove you box. You thought you were okay. Yeah, I thought I was fine. I had one beer, but I felt like it was way, way long before I started driving. Most times when you're getting arrested, when you're getting pulled over, you're like, I'll
1: be fine. It'll Absolutely. i you have to be positive. Yeah. I mean, I think in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, like when I got pulled over and went to jail this last time, I thought, oh, he's just going to go past me. He's dealing with something else. But no, he was coming after me. And then I was like... I'll still be fine and then I'm not and I'm in jail Yeah, (laughs) it's not good
0: and that's pretty much what happened and (laughs) I was so confident actually that I was gonna be okay that once he had me pulled over so I got off the freeway yeah and I parked my my truck at a at an Arco gas station whatever and my girlfriend's sitting next to me looking all cute and sexy but she's freaking out because she's like oh my god they're going to ask for your license and registration, and you haven't ate the weed in your glove box, and we've been drinking. And, and I'm you like, don't
1: have a medical license.
0: No, no, this was back this in 2000. Before, this this before was before Prop 215 Well, passed. no, this was after Prop 215 passed, but I never, I still to this day don't have a uh, medical card. I just okay. never really cared to get one. Yeah. But it, this was like 2008. Okay. Um. So, So anyways, so he gets up to the window. And my girlfriend had been drinking quite a bit more than me. I had had one, maybe two beers. She had like four or five. She was feeling pretty buzzed up. So I'm sure that when he told us, oh, it smells like alcohol in the car, have you been drinking? I'm sure he wasn't lying. But in my mind, I already felt like, oh, well, I'm not drunk. I'm almost 21. You know, I'm going to be honest, like I always am with the cops. And just tell him straight up, yeah, you know, I had a beer. Sorry, I'm, you know, I'm about to be 21, but I just premature celebration. I'm sorry, but I'm not drunk. So I told him. I said, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I had a beer about an hour and a half ago. And he goes, oh, well, you know, I already got a baby face. So he's like, well, how old are you? Like 16? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, sir, I'm 21. Uh, and I was like, today's actually my birthday. And hoping that you wouldn't catch the date on my ID. I handed him my driver's license. And uh, at this time... While he's looking at my driver's license, my girlfriend has opened the glove box oh, no. and grabbed, like, my registration and insurance out and shut the glove box so that he wouldn't see the ate the weed. And the ate the weed you know, in the glove he was, box. He was stuck on my driver's license, yeah. Yeah. Like, looking was at the date. Was he in facing the car, though? Or was he No, behind, he, was, no, he in was, the back, running he, your shit? No, no, he was to the side. His oh, partner was happen. running my shit at this time. So then, um he looks at my ID and he goes I'm sorry how old did you say you were? I was like well I'm, I'm 20 but I'm about to be 21 in a few hours he goes yeah looks like uh, looks like you're a bit early to be drinking you're still 20 he said so uh, you know if you don't mind stepping out of the vehicle I gotta give you a sobriety test yeah well you know I'm, I wasn't drunk I yeah. was not worried about it and it, you know I'm not angry or anything I understand the guy's doing his job so I, I step out uh, and I'm Totally complying with him, and him. Is he and his giving partner, you a sobriety test. Yeah, so him and his partner now have me, you know, standing there, and he's like, "Okay, so, you know, I'm gonna run through some tests, and depending on how you do, you know, that will determine whether or not I'm gonna let you go." And I could tell right off the bat that this guy, they were both young, so they were both rookie. It's rookie cops you always, always have, have to worry worst, about. the worst, because they have a, like, they, shit to prove. They have a well, chip on their and shoulder. Well, not only do they have a chip on their shoulder, but they also don't necessarily have the authority to be able to just let you slide. Whereas a guy that's been there for a while and has he tenure, can get away
1: with a little more. He can
0: say, "Oh, you know what? I know you're drunk, but just go ahead and drive home. Uh, you know, I'll follow Ugh. you. Whatever they can do, yeah, they have a lot more leeway to exactly. do things like that without having to worry about getting in trouble." Anyway, so these two guys, you know, they, they explain to me what tests them to do, and they we run through the gambit of tests, and I do I pass all of them with flying colors. Like I know that I'm passing these tests because I, like I said, I was not drunk. Um, but the very last test, you know, I'm getting pretty confident in myself at this point, And I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'm not going to, nothing's going to happen. I'm pat, you know, i walked a straight line. I, I did this, I did that. Well, the last test that the officer asked me to take my thumb and my index finger and, you know, oh, count yep. from, from my index finger to my pinky by touching each finger along the with way your thumb. with my thumb. And he told me that I start to go, uh, I would start counting and count in my head until he said stop. And when he says stop, that's when I'm to tell him what set I'm on. So like each one set would be uh, my index finger to my pinky and back to my index finger was one set. So he he tells me to go and I start counting. Right, I make it to my I make it back to my index finger. That's one set. Back again, second set. Now I'm like halfway through my third set when he says stop. So when he said stop, I automatically kept my pinky on my thumb where it had landed. Yeah. And he said, okay, what number is that? And I told him, I said, that's three and a half. And mm-hmm. he goes, try again. And I said, oh, I looked sorry. at my hand and I held it up in front of him. And I said, that's three and a half. He goes, I'm sorry. Well, I counted four. And I said, no, how is that possible? I, I stopped on my pinky, as you can see. I was like, it, it wouldn't have been four unless I made it back to my index finger. So I'm only on my pinky. That means I'm only halfway through the set. So that's three and a half. Oh, and Jesus. He, he goes, I counted four. Don't argue with me. You're not really in a position to do so right now. And Ooh, that's bad. That was bad. You don't want to argue with the police. What's even worse is that his partner now steps in and Ugh. intervenes and looks at him and says, actually, he's right. That was three and a half. I counted with him. Oh, so no. now I'm really cocky. This is like
1: making me get anxiety. I'm like, oh
0: yeah, I'm like, dude, haha, fucker, your partner just co-signed my In bullshit your face, motherfucker. Yeah. So I'm ready to go at this point. I'm thinking, fuck yeah, dude, I just passed the test. I'm going to go home and get you know get my Mac home, with my old lady. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, well, like I said though. You're still judging by my clock, you're not quite 21 yet. So the law the law dictates that I have to give you a breathalyzer test even oh, though no. you passed the sobriety test. Oh no. At this point I'm like thinking, "Well, why the fuck did I just have to walk a line front and back, you know, with my with my finger on my nose looking to the sky? You know, if you were going to have to give me a breathalyzer either way, it's so stupid." I was so mad, but I I when they had i mean i had no choice they were entertaining
1: themselves so i
0: blew and i blew a point zero two and that's under the limit right if you're 21 (laughs) but i was 20 zero tolerance dude i he looks at me and he goes well that looks like you got dui and he goes oh my god you'll be spending your birthday in jail and they took me to jail now where i pulled over was in like the the hooker like the red light district of riverside university <laughs> yeah. avenue is where all the hookers are and wow. they left my girlfriend who is dressed like a hooker i don't care what she says she <laughs> she looked like a hooker she was wearing yeah. stilettos fishnets and her ass is hanging out the back of her fucking skirt looking cute as fuck i might say but <laughs> so she was stranded at a denny's now, they didn't they didn't tell my truck they let my girlfriend keep the truck but because she admitted to drinking too they took the keys from her so she wasn't able to drive it home. Oh my god! And the they f- take me to jail for the night, and and they just leave her. They left her stranded without keys. Without keys, her phone was dying. <laughs> oh, All, you know, wow. she tried calling. She wasn't. For, she was from up here in San Luis Obispo. Oh, she was down in Riverside visiting me. Stranded. Yeah, and now she's stranded, and so the only people she knew down there to call were my friends. My friends were a bunch of coke faced alcoholics who weren't good for shit. You they're know, they, not. They're not reliable. No. And no. and they I had trained them very well. Like if my girlfriend ever calls you, it's it's so she can try to catch me doing something. So don't fucking answer her phone calls. You guys have no reason to talk to my girlfriend. Oh, so my I had God. trained my friends like, don't fuck with it, dude. Wow. And so she's blowing my friends up, and none of they great <laughs> friends by the way they didn't they don't answer. Yeah, very loyal. Oh wow. They don't answer, so she stayed stranded all night. Oh, I God. go to jail in Riverside. Now, I never made it out of IRC Inmate Reception Center, so <laughs> that sucks. they just put me. But they put me in uh, the holding cell. But I'm the getting tank. ahead of myself. Yeah, you know, like I said though, my birthday's right before Halloween. I had full face paint on. Oh, I get arrested. What the and fuck? I'm I'm I I'm, about a, that. I'm 20, and I was so distraught that I had to go to jail, that I was crying like a bitch. I mean, I was crying like a little girl. (laughs) I was so angry at myself for for getting myself in that situation. Yeah, you kicked so hard. When they went to take my mugshot, they took my mugshot with all my face paint on, like smeared from all my tears. (laughs) (laughs) And they were laughing at me all the way into the holding tank. And I almost, you know when they ask you when you first get there, have you ever thought about killing yourself? Yeah. My response was, well, right now I'm... And then they stopped me and they said, you, you probably, probably don't, don't want to answer yeah. like that. They'll put you
1: in the fucking suicide watch.
0: Yeah. And, and that's not fun. They stopped me. So they were at least kind enough to prevent me from well, that. Well, that's good. And they were like, you probably don't want to finish what you're about to say, so why don't we try this again? Do you, have you ever thought about killing yourself? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I have not. <laughs> so I go into the holding cell and... Um, there was nobody else in the cell with me when I first got in there. I spent a total of 12 hours in there, which we all know 12 hours in jail is an eternity. If you're in a holding tank, especially it's the worst. worst. yeah, It's so boring. Time stops. It's a tiny room, and at least when you're in the dorm, you have a TV. If, yeah, and people to bullshit with that are like not still drunk or coming down off of whatever they were doing to get themselves in jail. Oh, God. Like, so I'm in there, and like I was the first person of the night, but a total of like eight to nine more guys were shoved into the cell with me throughout my stay there Ugh, and they were Jesus. all all of us were drunks i mean like san luis obispo county they they kind of put everybody in the same cell in irc in riverside they had like a drunk tank for drunks just for drunks yeah and so i was in there with a bunch of drunks and i remember this kid in a subhuman shirt came in and i, nice. I, I was in, yeah and that was the first thing i said to him i was like oh subhumans hell yeah and he was like i can't fucking talk to anybody right now And he just threw up all over himself and then just laid face down in the middle of the holding cell and blacked out and didn't move the rest of the time that he was in there with me. So for, like, the next six to seven hours, uh, I had to, like, crouch up against the wall to avoid, like, putting my feet all over this dude while I was trying to sleep Um, while he just laid there in a blacked out stupor. It was crazy. But that was my first jail experience. And then I had... I had to go to jail in Orange County one time for possession of meth. Um, I got arrested in Laguna Niguel. That was probably the angriest jail I've ever been to. I thought going to jail in Orange County would be cush, you know? Oh got, no, it sucks in Orange it County. It was from what, I, from what I hear, it's horrible. The guards were absolute sociopaths. They had no regard for human like comfort or dignity or yeah, at all. Um, it was bad. They fed us in there and I swear to God, they gave me a bar of soap and told me it was a cookie and then they gave what? me a, a baggie. It was it was a cookie, but That's I dude, jailhouse it term felt like a bar soap It looked like a bar of soap. Oh, like bar oh, of soap. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the, they gave me a a brown sandwich baggie with this brown mush in it. And I was looking at it and I thought it was supposed to be oatmeal. Ew. But it I asked everybody in the cell with me, I said, What is this? Is this oatmeal? They said, No, those are the carrots. Like, what? brown, oh, rotten sl- carrots. Rotten, like, like brown, it, rotten, slimy carrots. It was oh, cr- fucking I hell. I didn't eat anything that night. Oh, yeah. Then we came either. to Slow County, and I was at home. I mean, I the felt like were I was crisp. on vacation. Yeah, the <laughs> carrots were crisp. They. <laughs> <laughs> and had some some really nice, catchy artwork on the baggie to keep me, you know, occupied for a little while. And the food was warm, and, you know, I, I don't want to say fulfilling, but it was far more satisfactory than anything I'd ever eaten in any of my previous jail stays. Wow. Let's
1: talk about jail politics for a second, because I'm sure people who are listening who have never been to jail don't really understand how... Things go about inside jail, right?
0: Right. Okay. Right. So. Which is why they make TV shows about jail, because people are very intrigued. Curious. It's it interesting is, it's, to people. It and it sucks for people in jail,
1: but it's very interesting for people and fascinating for people who've never been. Absolutely. Like, there's so many fucking shows about jail. Like, what's the show where the people go undercover as inmates? What? You haven't seen the show? Fuck, I gotta no. find the name of it. But they take... It's almost like a reality show and they take people who've never been to jail and they put them in... There's one, the last season's Atlanta. How is that even legal? I don't know, Ed. And, and they have hidden cameras and they put people undercover as inmates and they go in and they it's called It's like 60 Days In, I think. Fuck. I think I gotta find... <laughs> I got. I've never watched it. But that I've seen is the most movies. ridiculous. And thing they I've just film them, like, oh my god, like just totally normy, normy people. And they're like, like oh jail god, or prison. Do they? I think it's just jail. Okay. I don't think they could have. Like, if one inmate in prison found out they're being filmed and they're not really an inmate, they'd get fucking
0: shanked annihilated,
1: shank raped, real shank raped. Yeah, they would be eating shower soaps <laughs> for fu- or shower cakes. shower cakes, yeah. shower
0: cakes for days. For they no, them. no, they would have their shower cakes taken from them. <laughs> if you're enjoying the shower cakes, <laughs> then you should
1: be in prison. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you, you've never been to prison. No. I no. have not either. There's a there's a big difference. If I
0: don't complete drug court, I'm looking at doing a prison term in jail. But even then, I don't think I would actually go to prison prison. We, we've both been to jail
1: numerous times but never prison. Prison's way more hardcore. and The politics are, mm. are... If you break the rule... The politic rules in prison, you're getting beat the fuck up bad. Like, you pr- could die. And shanks and, you know, stabbing people is just a everyday thing in prison. Jail's a little more low... is a little less risky, but I mean, it's people, still... People still get fucked up. People
0: will nut the fuck up in jail, but yeah, you, they're you pissed. stand a much better j- chance of... I mean, people that are in jail or... Or, like, just one step away from going to prison. So if they're not looking at a definite prison term, most likely they're going to think twice before they do anything too crazy in jail and possibly end up in prison. That's how I feel. Yeah. Because I didn't want to act up in jail knowing that I was either looking at, first of all, going into the hole... Which, solitary confinement, I would love to talk to somebody about what that's like. Because I've I've known people that have done solitary confinement for two weeks. And that would drive me completely insane. I would not come out the same person. I know this. Well, I don't think... I would almost rather go to prison than do any time in the shoe. For sure. Oh, yeah. At least you could have, like, normal... No, I don't want to say normal social interaction, but abnormal social interaction, you, which is a hell of a lot better than no social you interaction. You know
1: it's... Like, human beings require interaction with other people to the point at where if you're in jail, you're hoping to interact with murderers and rapists instead of being just left alone. Alone,
0: absolutely. That, and that's I crazy. I mean, you're hoping that, they're, that your murderous, rapey interaction with them doesn't turn into you getting raped and murdered. Exactly. But you'd rather... Talk
1: and communicate with them, than being just in a cell by yourself. You your your mind starts to play tricks on you. People go insane in solitary. Yeah, they do. Um,
0: well, that's what it's all about, I believe. D- yeah, it, it seems really psychological c- warfare. Yeah, man. it seems really pointless to take somebody who who clearly needs like some mental support and. And help in life and then just isolate them until they completely lose their shit and now you're making them even less valuable to society it's
1: like the most criminal thing you can do to someone is steal their sanity from them yeah oh yeah it's crazy and um, I was such a conspiracy theorist about privatized prisons because you know I mean a lot of privatized almost pretty much every privatized prison they make a deal with the state Where they're like, okay, we're not going to buy this land. We'll rent the land, pay rent to the county. So you're making money, we're making money. They sell their stocks based on how full the jails are. And they have something called uh, occupancy requirements, which are these contracts where they, um, they promise to keep the jail full a certain percentage like some it's 80% up to 90% full they have a minimum requirement to always keep the jail full and and they make the more people that are in jail the more money they make
0: we'll have to do a complete
1: episode on that yeah and it, that it, is
0: so terrifying because cause here's, fascinating. The,
1: here's the thing it's like that's basically the definition of a quota for arrests to be made because if they regardless of how high or low crime rates will fluctuate they still have a, the you know, st- the street cops have a requirement to make a certain amount of arrests to fill these jails. So let's say, theoretically, nobody commits any crime
0: in that county for that day. They're still required to keep these cells full. That is why I didn't get my my kick when I, this last time I was in jail here, every, I was supposed to be yeah. getting out five or six days before I actually got out because... Yeah. There was, uh, it was the holidays, and oh yeah, a lot of people uh, seem to have been keeping themselves out of trouble enough to not go to jail. To where, the inmates like us that were in there at that time, yeah, um, had to do our maximum time in order to keep that occupancy requirement. F- yeah, Matt, that That's makes weird. so much sense. I was so mad, so bizarre because I've been to jail three times in this county, and the first two times I went in. They told me, okay, you're doing, let's just say, 15 days with halftime, so you're going to be out on your seventh day. But then I would get out on my fourth day or, like, on my fifth day because of my kick. You know, the 10% of that time that I served is what—I don't know how they calculate all that. But the, the last time I, was, I had come to rely on that kick, and it didn't come, and I was so irritated. I remember that. You were pissed. And— you, I remember... I was supposed to get
1: out the day that you showed up, I believe. The, oh, wow. Because of my kick. Yeah. yeah. That I didn't get. Okay, so Jailhouse Politics 101. Um, a guide by the Not Squad podcast. Basically, I, I went in there dope sick as fuck. But pretty much the so times. But um, basically, there are the rules of... There's rules within the jail you can't break. The the guards have rules, but the inmates also have a code. And there's this weird, like, duality where it's like, well, you have to follow the rules the guards give you to a certain extent or you're going to get an ad charge or something like that. But you also have to follow the codes the inmates provide because if you don't, there's punishment worse than fucking... uh, Punishment worse than what the guards will do. Well, right? the
0: punishment's ranging anywhere from what they call programming, which each race has uh, <clears throat> a certain program that they have to follow. Uh, usually a program... And in, it's usually dictated by the rep. You know,
1: the rep yeah. is like... what the Every race has a rep. And uh, in L.A. County, at least in my dorm, the whites had an alliance with the Southsiders. Like, we were, like, we... If we needed a team, join forces to go, like, do anything, fight against another race, we had numbers. And we were cool like that. But, um... So each race has a rep. And the rep is like the shot caller. And the reason you have a rep is to keep the peace between all the races so a race riot doesn't break out. So if one inmate from one race bumps shoulders with a person of the un- another race and they exchange, like, words, Every- each rep will come to that inmate and be like, you need to make peace so there's not a riot and make them, you know, respect each other.
0: Because if one member of your race uh, throws down with another inmate and more than just those two parties get involved, then everybody has to get involved. You have to join in and back up your race. And if you don't back up your race, then you are basically you're ousted by every group and now you are a loner in a and you need backup or else oh, you're yeah, fucked yeah. you know people will take
1: advantage No man is an island in jail for yeah. sure.
0: So nor would you want there
1: to be. at least in, when I was in LA County there's a punishment system that a rep will give. Usually if it's your first week the someone in your race will go over the politics and the rules and basically the rules are no um no lying you can't lie you cannot steal
0: at all. You can't lie about anything. You can't even, like... If you get caught lying about the job that you have on the outside, if you say you work at Baskin-Robbins, but you really work at Cold Stone, and you get well, found out... Th- I mean, that
1: usually does go unpunished, but people will look at you differently, like, well, who the fuck is going to believe what anything that Anything else, says that, yeah. If. But you really... about anything, Especially if you have to lie about working at Baskin-Robbins. If you lie about something that happens in jail, like if you lie about... Anything then that can be a punishable offense. You cannot steal. That's a big no-no. You'll get broke off for that.
0: Broke the Um, fuck off.
1: You can't steal. You can't snitch. If someone catches you snitching, that's really bad. You
0: can't snitch in or out of jail.
1: No. That's that's the rule of life. If you snitch outside of jail, people will just not trust you and look at you shady and be like, I'm not going to associate with you. You snitch in jail, that's a very physical violently punishable offense. And the last rule I would say is you cannot you have to pay off your debts. If someone fronts you something, drugs, soups, yeah. coffee, and you make a verbal agreement to pay them back when you get store or whatever or whatever kind of currency you have, you have to oblige and pay off your debts. Those are the four main rules. So and and you have to try and respect everybody and cause as little conflict as possible to keep the peace. Um, and sometimes shit goes awry and then you have to, if someone steals from something, one, and if, if someone steals and that rep doesn't do anything, that's grounds for like a total race riot. Yeah. And basically in, this is, this is like for what I learned from LA County. So our rep would, in your first week, they'd lay down the rules and if you break a little rule, it's usually just a verbal warning, like... Depending on the level of severity, like how bad what your fuck up is. Usually, if it's like you know you can't, you have to wear your shower shoes. From you know you can't walk to the bathroom bare like barefoot. You have to wear shower shoes. You can't wear shower shoes outside the shower. You have to change out your regular shoes. Because we would have these shower sandals, and then in L.A. we didn't have those orange like slippers. You didn't have the
0: Bob Barkers.
1: No, we had these fucking dope ass black shoes that were so fucking fresh. And, um, you know, you have, there's just, you have to, you know, keep the bathrooms clean and shit. And you have to like, you have responsibilities, but usually if it's your first week and it's not too bad of a fuck up, you just get a warning. Now, after, if you keep fucking up and not following politics and breaking rules and not doing what your rep is telling you to do, you get what's called a break off. And a break off is like, usually, um, you can get broken off, like, a two fifty break off, five hundred break off, or a thousand break off, and that's just how many push ups or burpees you have to do. So if it's a if it's a lower level offense, you have to do two hundred fifty burpees. If it's medium mediocre offense, you have to do five hundred burpees. And if it's a and if you keep fucking up even after you're getting warned by your rep, that's a thousand break off. That's a thousand burpees you have to do. So people would get broken off, and you'd just be seeing them in the you know, the end of the fucking dorm just fucking. Pumping out a thousand burpees is wow. best they can. Now beyond that, what happens when their muscles give out and they can't complete? Oh, a, a CA burpees? told me that some inmate died from getting broke off a thousand. I never saw any evidence of that. It didn't happen in my dorm, but people would be fucking exhausted getting broken off that much. But anything beyond that, uh, be a break off that's worse, like a very worse like thing. You get what's called a boobop. Yeah, it's called a boobop, and um, it is exactly what it sounds like. In at least in LA County, a boobop is three. You the the rep will choose three people to be on the boobop squad, which is <laughs> three three inmates on one punching them. For there's usually a for a boobop. There's a hard twenty four and a hard forty eight, which is either twenty four seconds or forty eight seconds of three people just punching you and the rules of getting boobopped is if you do not fight back they can only give you body shots and punch you in body shots but if you do fight back then that's free reigns for them to punch you in the face and usually if you're getting boobopped the rep is testing you to see if you're a real man and if you fight back you're kind of like you get more street cred in jail you know even if you get your ass kicked if you fight back they're like okay he's like a good soldier So, how a boobop would happen is, because the guards don't want this happening, but how it would happen is, there'd be three counts of the day. There'd be a morning count, when the guards count all the inmates and make sure they're all there, a midday count, and uh, uh, the last count of the night, which is like right after dinner. Um, So, you'd have dinner, then they would do the last count of the day. And as we're getting ready to do a count, the rep from each race would be like okay after count you need to form a wall because all these dorms are in like at the outer perimeter of this like tower of the jail and in the center of the tower is like a weird guard tower that goes 360 degrees with tinted glass and it's like oh, a con- wow. it's a control center with like all these like these boards of like switches and stuff and so the guards in this little middle tower can see through the glass into each dorm on that floor And they can look and see what's going on. So and there's like little like radio controls, so they can go over the radio and be like, "All right, it's time for count," you know. And a speaker, a little intercom speaker would be like, "It's time for count." Or if there's a fight, they'd be like, "Hey, break it up!" And like the SWAT team would come in. Or and there's also microphones in the dorm, so they can hear you sometimes like the conversations going on in each dorm. But they're just looking and you know seeing with cameras and and seeing like through the glass of the dorm. So after count and as soon as the the um the correctional officers leave your dorm and go to the next dorm for count you they say form a wall which is just a giant wall of people uh, blocking the vision of the tower the guard tower in the in the middle of the fucking like floor so the people the correction officers cannot see behind this wall of people and as soon as that door closes there's a, a wall of fe- people forming and behind is the boobop squad and it starts and you just he- and anyone who's forming a wall is not allowed to look back and watch the boobop take place if you get caught looking behind you and watching the fight you're gonna get broken off for 250 or 500 so they'd be like you have to form a wall and uh, as wow, soon as that door closes as intense. soon as that door closes you just hear three pairs of fists just like, like punching this guy and like ooh ah and you can't look back and see this person get their ass kicked. Only the reps for each race can watch the it take place. Right. And um, then after it's over, they'd be like, all right, okay, you're good. And then you'd look back and see this dude just like bruise the fuck up and and you and if you got a black eye or something, you have to hide it because then if the guards see that, they'll know some shit went down and they'll be like what happened what happened and the inmate would have to say oh i fell off my bunk or something cuz you're not going to you get caught snitching and then what's worse than a boobop is a smash out and a smash out is like there's no like you're just getting jumped by as many people as the rep wants you're getting fucked up your teeth are probably getting smashed out you're getting fucked up and then they'll roll you out where they get your 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 mat and all your shit and you roll it up and put it towards the front of the door and they say, oh, I can't, this person can't stay in this dorm anymore. And they kick them out of the dorm after getting completely like thrown down the stairs and Jeez. they just have to leave. I never saw anyone get smashed out. I saw about like six to eight people get, I didn't see, but. You
0: heard boo I got,
1: I saw six to eight people get boo And. I don't have time for this story, but I was put on the boobop squad once, and I was supposed, like, my rep was like, you want to be on the boobop squad, and I was, like, all fucking high on Depakote pills and muscle relaxers and Percocets, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'll be on the boobop squad, I'm gonna fuck up this guy, but for, because of something that happened, which I can't, we'll have to make a part two of this, but I, uh, I never ended up fighting this person and being on the Boobswop Squad, but I was like, I was ready. Like, I was gonna fuck this dude up, and um, we'll have to get into that later because we have a
0: lot of jail stories. Yeah. So this will have to be a part one. And I have I have prior obligations that I have to take care of right now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh,
1: Let's wrap this one up. Um, we were supposed to talk about the. The program, program that we're, that we're working, which is drug court. And we just got but a jail, super rant about jail.
0: Which jail actually was is a preeminent, uh, or not preeminent, I don't know the word I'm looking for. I'm going to stop using words I don't know the definition <laughs> of. Um, uh, I think it's a good preemptive story behind our drug court experience. So we yeah. can easily segue from jail into drug court because, let's face it, you have to go to jail in order to get into drug court in the first place.
1: Yeah, and it's... Yeah, and there's a lot of different drug programs, but drug court is probably the worst of the worst to be on. It's the most hardcore drug program they have with the most severe repercussions if you fuck up while in drug court. You basically have very little rights. You have some freedoms, but you cannot fuck up. You
0: have the freedom to fuck up and and go to jail. Go to jail, yeah. You have the
1: freedom to do that, not only, really. Yeah. So we will save the rest of those stories for later uh that was a fun episode a little exhausting talking about jail but you know
0: it makes me hungry and uh i want some top ramen all of a sudden i want some peanut butter and bologna sandwiches you (laughs) know like i don't know why i never put i should have put peanut butter on my bologna sandwich when i was in there oh dude i don't even want to call it bologna i don't even think that's bologna
1: dude. the bologna in jail is so slimy and disgusting but you're so hungry you don't give a fuck you're going like to eat it. it
0: it's like a vienna sausage like you really only <laughs> would eat something of that nature if you're dying for food
1: yeah yeah and if you have no money on your books you're eating that food i had no money on my books and this last time i had no i money didn't have on a books.
0: hustle either but we'll get into that next episode all right uh all right people
1: listening anyway i think we've ranted long enough i hope that was an enjoyable fucking listen and um yeah, we're fucking nodding out for the day, and you know, just try. If you if you guys like this, like, let us know when we finally get a fucking email, and uh, give us some feedback because that would really make our day and motivate us to keep doing this. Yeah. Uh, I hope our fucking twisted tales of like debauchery entertain someone out there listening, um, and. Yeah, we'll fucking see you guys next time. So peace and love and all of the above, I guess. <laughs> later,
0: <laughs> later.